Welcome back to Crest in the Afternoon with me, Marcus Peter, filling in for Al Crest as he goes about the numerous things that he has to do as president and CEO of Ave Maria Radio and Ave Maria Communications to keep the station running. So, last Thursday and this coming Sunday, this uh, yesterday and this coming Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Our Lord's Ascension. And the ascension of Jesus into the presence of God our Father reveals that amongst a lot of things, that our existence on earth doesn't necessarily only involve this present world. It also ascends, very literally, into eternal life. Father Matthew MacDonald joins us to talk about the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ from a biblical and theological perspective. He is a priest of the Archdiocese of New York. He was ordained in 2014. He has an undergraduate degree in philosophy from Franciscan University of Steubenville, as well as a bachelor's in sacred theology, master's in divinity, and master of arts in theology from St. Joseph's Seminary in Yonkers, New York. Father Matthew is currently assigned as parochial vicar at St. Mary's Church in Washingtonville, New York. Father Matthew, how are you doing, good sir? Hello, Marcus. It's an honor and blessing to be with you. I'm doing great. How are you? Very well, thank you. And the honor is all mine, genuinely. So, thank you for joining us on the program. Tell us... The Ascension, you as a priest, <laughs> this is one of the most exciting times in the liturgi- liturgical calendar in your life as a priest. So tell us, what's going on? So, basically, the Ascension marks the um, third step of the Paschal Mystery. So, Good Friday, we uh, remember, in a liturgical and prayerful sense, how our Lord died for our salvation. He pays the debt of Adam's sin, which we all owe, by the shedding of his blood. And St. Thomas Aquinas would say, the entire passion of Jesus, from, his, from the start of it, with the Agony Garden and the Garden of Gethsemane, up into the death, um, is redemptive, because he takes every aspect of our personhood, uh, our human nature, and redeems it mm. by his suffering. Then, after... Um, his death on the cross, he descends to hell to free the souls of the just. That's what we reflect upon Holy Saturday. Then Easter Sunday, we celebrate and we rejoice how Jesus restores our human nature um, from the effects of sin, death, and Satan by his bodily resurrection. He conquers sin and death and Satan through love, not only by his death, but also his resurrection. Now, Yesterday, um, most of the Church and in the United States and most dioceses this Sunday were celebrating the Ascension, where he unites our redeemed human nature to the life of the Trinity in Heaven. Mm-hmm. And St. Thomas speaks about how like, he gives space to Heaven. Also, Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger speaks about how, again, the Ascension can seem strange to modern ears, but Jesus is actually going to a higher plane of reality, where he's even more intimate with us, and he sits at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. And something that's reminiscent of the Ascension, and you see this in the Old Rite, um, the Old Roman Rite, the New Roman Rite um, as well, and the Eastern Rite, is the entrance of the priest into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is emphasized in different ways and whatnot. Um, but when the priest enters the sanctuary and starts Mass, you're not just in your local town or parish church. 
you have stepped outside of time mm. to be one with the worship of the Holy Trinity, the one true God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, with all the angels and saints. And that Mass is a participation in that worship. In that, um, in that eternal so, heavenly liturgy, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what the Ascension, that's what Jesus does in ascending to heaven. He goes to prepare a place for us, a place in which we are united in the eternal embrace of the Holy Trinity and every single aspect of who we are. And just as he is the head of the mystical body of the Church, both in heaven and earth, so where our head is, so we hope to be one day. That's amazing, Father. And, you know, Catechism 661 gives us a very uh, beautiful depiction of exactly what happens. Essentially, you've been quoting St. Thomas Aquinas, and the Catechism works off of the theology presented by Aquinas by saying that by our own human nature, man does not possess the capacity to ascend to God. And it is only Christ that could open that door for not just our souls, but also our bodies to eventually enter into the beatific vision. So, you know, please share with us what's going on here. Why did Jesus, why, why does Scripture tell us so fixedly, why does the faith tell us so fixedly that Christ is now seated at the right hand of the Father, even in his human nature? Why is that crucial? Because he's, that's so crucial for us in that it shows his kingship, that he is um, now... King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Um, the rest of the Catechism, I, it states, the lifting of Jesus on the cross signifies and announces his lifting up by his ascension into heaven, and indeed begins it. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the one priest of the new and eternal covenant, entered not into a sanctuary made by human hands, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. There Christ permanently exercises priesthood, always lives to make intercession for us, for those who draw nearer to God through him. So Jesus, in his ascension, and see at the right hand of the Father, acts as King of kings and Lord of lords and high priest. He shows that he's Lord of all creation, that he is not just a mere human person, but that he is a divine person with a divine and human nature. He is God incarnate, and that he is the Lord of heaven and earth. And he, 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 he reigns not in a sense of dominance, but in a sense of love, truth, goodness, beauty. Um, and he takes our frail human nature and unites it to not only his, divine, his glorious divine nature, but the inner life of the Trinity to redeem all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for us to hear today, because so often, and we see this in society, the hardest thing that every human person has in accepting, we see this in today, so many different ways, is the gift of God that is ourselves. The fact that God created us male or female is a path to which he's calling us to divine union with him for all eternity. And to reject that path, to reject that gift, and to not receive that gift with reverence on God's terms is a sign of the evil one. Mm. Oh, that's a very sobering thought. Talking with 
Father Matthew McDonald, priest of the Archdiocese of New York, and at present parochial vicar at St. Mary's Church in Washingtonville, New York. So, Father, let's let's go back to that very sobering thought. What you're essentially telling us is that by simply by the mere fact that the Son of God became man, went through his passion, death, resurrection, and is now ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, there's something divine about us human beings. There's something there's something of the divine in our human natures, and to reject that is to reject something so essential to us. Yes, yes. And that's so, that's so central. Another aspect of the ascension that's important is this. It um, shows that the faith is timeless, uh, and that every age of the Church's history, of salvation history, God speaks to us. Jesus speaks to us. Mm. And so often there is this tendency either to overemphasize the past or to destroy the past and to overemphasize our present age as a unique outpouring of the Spirit. And what the Ascension shows us is how to avoid that self-referentiality, that Jesus speaks to us in every age, and that the faith is timeless. And that, yes, it's important that we live in our current age, but we also see that our current age isn't divorced from the past or from the culmination of history with Jesus' second coming at the end of time. And that's something that the angels remind the apostles of in the first reading of the Mass of the Ascension mm. from the Book of Acts. You know, that you will see Jesus come the same now, return from heaven the same way that he went up into heaven. And, and that's so important, because we can fall into a lack of what is known as reverence or filial piety, because every age, Jesus being out in heaven, he's outside of space and time. Heaven is, 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 is unbound by space and time, and it shows us that he works through every single scenario in human history, for our salvation, Jesus the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we must hold that reverence, and we have to full, we have to be careful that we don't treat the past with contempt, with a with an uh, with an idolatry, and we shouldn't treat the present moment, our current age in history, with con- in, in a certain idol in an idolatrous way. Mm-hmm. That we have that look of the faith, and that's what Jesus ascending to the Father helps us focus in on, that the faith is timeless, and that every age, his working in every age, always has value. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Which gives further credence to what the Catechism tells us in paragraph 664. Uh, From memory, uh, if memory serves me right, it says that with Jesus' ascension into uh, into heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father, it begins the inauguration of the Messianic kingdom, the fulfillment of Daniel's vision. So what you're telling us now is that there's a certain timelessness to this kingdom. This kingdom was present then as it is present now and will forever be present. Absolutely. you know, And, and we see this reality also unfold with us um, in the whole entire notion of the communion of saints. So Jesus, in the ascension, inaugurates the communion of saints, that union between heaven and earth. Um, that communion of holy faith. So 
our fathers in the faith, not our fathers and mothers in the faith, those holy men and women who've been formally canonized by the Church or died um, leading quiet lives of holiness, all show us Jesus in a particular unique way in their time and place. And we living as the members of the Church militant right now are called to that union with Jesus in a unique way by knowing him, by loving him, by serving him, and by manif- and, and in that and cooperating with grace, he becomes present. Where he ascends, we are prepared to receive by growing in holiness, by becoming saints, by mm. becoming other Jesuses, the men and women that God made us to be. Just under one minute in the segment, Father, a quick exhortation to everyone listening. How do we better participate in the mystery of the Ascension this weekend? By just being at Mass and making sure that interiorly you unite your life to the one true sacrifice of Christ, extended to us in the Eucharist at the moment of consecration, unite your hopes, your dreams, your struggles, um, your failures, your victories, and things you're grateful with uh, to, to the Lord for, things that your your light, your darkness, and then receive Him worthily in Holy Communion, making sure that you go to confession, that you receive Him in a state of grace. That's the best way that you can enter into not only the, the passion of Jesus that came throughout the Mass, but also His resurrection and ascension and send it to us at every minute. That was outstanding, Father. I look forward to talking to you in the future as well. Been talking to Father Matthew McDonald, a priest of the Archdiocese of New York and parochial vicar at St. Mary's Church in Washingtonville. This is Marcus Peter filling in for Al Cresta on Cresta in the Afternoon.